Do you recall saying anything at that point? No. I, at that point, I was in fear for my life. I was fighting to keep my gun in its holster. I wasn't going to let somebody take my gun and shoot me. It's super key what's going on here. The police rules about when officers are allowed to use deadly force aren't so different from the rules that make it legal for anyone to kill, in self-defense or in defense of someone else. But in the 1980s, the Supreme Court issued these two rulings that tried to add another layer of accountability for officers. The first case, Tennessee v. Garner, established that police can only kill when that fear for their life or another's is reasonable. For example, officers can't just shoot someone who is running away. They have to have some reason to think that that person is a deadly threat. Then in the second case, Graham v. Connor, the court tried to take this a step further to set some sort of objective criteria for figuring out if an officer had acted reasonably. Would another reasonable officer do the same thing in a similar situation? But the court added a caveat saying that police killings shouldn't be reviewed with 2020 hindsight. So basically allowing room for officers to make mistakes based on what they were thinking at the time, which no one but the officer can ever really know. At that point, I was in fear for my life. I wasn't going to let somebody take my gun and shoot me. I was in fear for my life. The investigators looking into the death of Petey Perez believed Officer Wallace Jensen. They believed that his fear was reasonable and that the shooting was justified. The department closed the case and the DA declined to press criminal charges against Jensen. District attorneys often bring up this legal standard to explain why they prosecute so few police officers. Because officers only really need to prove one thing. He was in fear for his life. He feared for his life. He truly was in fear for his life. That his officers had good reasons to fear for their lives. To the families of those killed by police, like Rick Perez, this is an incredibly frustrating standard. I respect all life, and even a police officer. So if, if, they, uh, if they genuinely fear for their life, they need to deal with it properly. But to use it as an excuse every time, it's, it's horrible. They're just, just totally perverting that law and, and taking it somewhere where making it ugly and stuff, so. After his son died, Rick and his wife sued the city. In 2016, Richmond settled with them for $850,000, but admitted no fault. He says it was a hollow victory. They, they pay these large sums to families and stuff, yet they admit no guilt. And, and how can they ever um, address these issues if they don't um, know there's, they're doing something wrong? Then in 2018, Rick Perez got another win of a sort. Four years after Rick and Julie filed a complaint about their son's death, the Richmond Police Commission, which is the Civilian Oversight Board, finally issues the results of its own investigation. And they focused on some key evidence that called into question parts of Jensen's narrative. Petey Perez's DNA was not found on the officer's gun or holster, according to the report. And the investigator felt if Petey had had a grip on the holster or weapon for any length of time, his DNA should show up. 
And while Jensen said Petey was standing up and charging towards him when he fired, the investigator determined from the trajectory of the bullets that Petey was probably still kneeling and turning away from Officer Jensen when he was shot and killed. Okay, the punchline is they they uh, ruled that uh, it was use of excessive force on my son. Ultimately, the commission determined that Wallace Jensen escalated the situation and did use excessive force when he shot and killed Petey. But this finding had no material impact. It didn't change policy or impose discipline. Like most civilian oversight boards, Richmond's police commission couldn't do much more than make recommendations. Alwyn Brown, who'd been deputy chief when the shooting happened and had attended Petey's funeral, was now in charge of the department. He rejected the commission's findings and stood by the exoneration of Wallace Jensen. Brown said the commission did not appropriately apply the reasonableness standard from Graham v. Connor when they found Jensen used excessive force. Quote, It leans toward unjustifiably discrediting Jensen's testimony so that the weight of his perspective in the moment is not taken into account, when rightly the perspective of the officer in the moment should carry significant weight when measuring reasonableness after the fact. End quote. 